right, everyone, welcome into I'm forgetting what episode this is, but uh, you know, I just want to congratulate everyone on on a great season. I know it's it was it was, there was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we had some good games and good matchups, and uh, you know, I, I'm really just looking forward to uh, you know doing some research this off season and and kind of seeing. Um, seeing how how next year plays out i think we've got you know i, I i'm looking forward to some of my keeper things and uh and oh wait oh so, sorry sorry i guess it's just my season's over i <laughs> i got a little confused there i, I was right there with you john because for me the season seems over as well so i i didn't even get the joke till now no i i think are, are we in ninth and tenth place uh, I am definitely in tenth place. Um, let's see, you are you're in eighth. Oh, okay. uh, you've got a one one win lead over Stunted Renfro. Now you've scored fewer points than Stunted Renfro, um, but you're also number one in points against. So I I always hold on to that kind of stuff uh, since I'm always in the bottom half of the league i'm always like yeah but i've had the most points scored against me or the second most points scored against me uh so at least you've got that going for you um i don't even really got that i think i'm like the fourth most points scored against me so i'm not even I'm, or maybe even fifth so i'm barely even there with you and i've scored the least points of anybody in the league so i got nothing to hang my hat on man <laughs> well I guess it's still the season's maybe still young. We got a couple more weeks before we can really throw in the towel. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that that is what I like about the two win system is even though I'm three and seven, you know, if I can go two and zero oh this week, all of a sudden I'm five and seven, and you know I could jump up to you know eighth or seventh place. So you can pretty quickly. It feels like you can pretty quickly move up, um, and it feels like you can gain gain ground a little bit faster. Um, of course, you can also lose ground a little bit faster too when you're losing. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I do really like that two-win system that we've moved to. And just for the record, this is episode five. Uh, you know, it's week. Uh, we just finished week five. We missed one week, but we had the draft recap. So uh, right now we're on episode five. Thanks. Well. I may have to have reminders uh, as I lose track of where we are this, through this losing season. So we'll move on to league updates. Just a couple things. Um, so we have the time to review. We've changed to one day, but only three vetoes needed. Um, it looks like that might not be reflected in the current settings yet. However, Anyone else who's had a trade go through, you know, tell me. I, I posted this in the in the chat that you know when Curtis and I did that trade, you know, he proposed it. And I, I accepted like Sunday afternoon, like Sunday at lunch, but the trade didn't go through. Like, so I thought that the trade would go through on two days at like Tuesday at lunch, right? Two days, kind of like forty eight hours, basically from the time it was accepted. But it seemed like the trade didn't go through until basically Tuesday you know, at midnight, like right at the end of the day. So it was really a two and a half day. So I don't know if anyone else has had that experience or in these recent trades that we've had, if you can look back and see uh, what the timeline was, but it, it, it seemed like it just extended it. So I was kind of like, you know, it, 
if you do a trade early in the morning, it can, if, if that's the way it works, then it, it would mm-hmm. almost be three days, which is why I kind of brought that up. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting point. I haven't really paid attention, uh, but obviously I made a trade with Toby. And, and now that we have Vito enabled, it does show me if I click on the trade, it does show and say that there's a review period of one day and one hour and 34 minutes left. Um, so then this would have been day two because Toby and I finalized that trade right before I went to sleep yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does look like at least the review period is a straight 48 hours. Um, but then then at the top, it says the trade will take effect on Friday. Um, so I'm a, it looks like it is maybe just the next day after your 48 hour review yeah. period, maybe. Yeah, like a 1201. Um, or yeah, kind of thing. So, so um, which so it makes it a little really, harder because, you know, if, if you're yeah. hoping that trade is supposed to finalize, like, you know, if you're if you do a trade Thursday morning or Tuesday morning and you're hoping it finalizes Thursday morning to be able to maybe make a roster move right after that, it won't. So I don't know. Yeah, which that's why I really support the, the move to one day review, but only requiring three vetoes. Because, you know, like, especially in my case, I'm making a trade because I need somebody to start on Sunday. And, um, you know, thankfully, this will go through in time. But, you know, with Saturday games coming up with every every week, there's a Thursday game now, early Sunday morning games. uh, I think the sooner we can get trades through, uh, the better, of course, obviously, as as long as they're above board um, and there's no collusion. But uh, so I, I would vote that we make that change which i didn't see any uh you know um disagreement in the chat when ricky proposed that um solution which i thought was a good one yeah so we'll just have to keep an eye on that yeah because i do agree i think we want trades uh to to go through um you know faster so uh the other thing we brought up kind of was exploring the super flex idea and kicking that around i think it's worth having a discussion on that uh this year and kind of decide if we want to move forward with that. And again, it might be one of those things with keepers that it wouldn't be until two years from now that we actually implemented it. Um, so we would know next draft that it was going to affect the year after that. Um, but you know, so something to uh, to think about. Um, I think it could be something to to spice up, spice things up a little bit. I I, I kind of see the arguments on both sides, but. Uh, um, you know, the more podcasts I listen to, the more and more everyone's talking about going to Superflex or or to QB League. So um, something to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard uh, the podcast that I was listening to recently. They were talking about how if you do go to two quarterback league, um, do Superflex instead. And their big argument was it basically functions in exactly the same way as a two-quarterback league. But if for some reason somebody can't start a second quarterback that week, then they can start a wide receiver or running back or tight end. Um, So in the two-quarterback leagues, unless you're rostering three quarterbacks all the time, sometimes you can end up getting, you know, kind of uh, have a big goose egg on there. So I, I did think that was a good suggestion. So if we do go, I would I would push for the Superflex League, um, knowing that in your Superflex spot, you almost always start a QB unless you're in a bind. Um, it, it is an interesting idea. <clears throat> I'm, I'm interested in it. 
Um, I, it's not a deal breaker for me. I, I was looking just at our rosters right now, and right now, two, three, only three teams are rostering two quarterbacks, and that's Josh, uh, Ricky, and Mike Simmons. Um, the rest of us are all rostering one quarterback. And, uh, you know, with, with that, it does leave some some decent options on the waiver wire. I mean, if you look, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, whenever he comes back, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, you know, there's some other guys out there that are really startable QBs. Um, and so if we took away those top seven guys, the interesting thing is now you're talking about the number one guy on the wire would be Marcus Mariota or Matt Ryan, or Cooper Rush, um, which is, you know, Skylar Thompson, the guy who, the third streamer is going to start for Miami here uh, this week. So that is that would be interesting. It would definitely mean there'd be, it'd be harder to find a guy on um, the wire uh, to pick up and start, I think. Yeah. Well, so let us know your thoughts. Uh, you know, put them in the chat. Let's keep kicking this around and, uh, you know, we'll... We'll see where where things go with that. So let's get into the last week. Um, first, uh, with the weekly matchups, just general thoughts on last week. Any uh, any thoughts? My my one thought was not many close games. <clears throat> um, you know, there were really some some blowouts, um, and uh, you know, some high scores against some low scores. So not many close games was was my big takeaway. Yeah, and I, I was just noticing, I, I think we're kind of starting to see the return of the uh, the first round running back that, you know, we had, it'd been kind of hit or miss the first, you know, three weeks of the season. You had, uh, you know, yeah. Cook, Cook missed a couple weeks with nothing. You know, Eckler wasn't doing much the first couple weeks, um, but uh, yeah, Mixon's still not doing anything for me, um, <laughs> you know, other than basically Chubb and Saquon, which were mostly actually a lot of people had this as more like second round picks. Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, Dalvin Cook's kind of come back. Austin Eckler's had two good weeks. Uh, you know, McCaffrey's starting to look like he's getting to things. Who knows what the, you know, coaching change will do, um, do there. Um, now that Matt Rule got fired, but, uh, you know, we're starting yeah. to see, see some of that return on, on that investment in the, those higher, higher, um, running backs. Yeah, that's um, definitely true. I've I've seen that with Derrick Henry on my team. Oh yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah I mean, so there's there's some. I, I see what you're saying there. All right. Well, let's get into the individual matchups. Um, first, we had uh, uh, we'll, we'll go with uh, Poopy Poopy Bang Bang uh, versus Pikachu, and it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I think I think Poopy Poopy Bang Bang might might be needing a name change uh here soon Rolling, yeah firing off a couple a couple uh two win weeks putting right himself right back in there right in the mix yeah so. he's he's gone from near last to to middle of the pack five and five four wins in a row and uh yeah team team really coming on strong Brees hall looks like a beast and you know it was really taken over and of course he had that 30 point travis kelsey um uh four touchdown game seven receptions for 25 yards and four tds um so 
Yeah, Josh's team definitely need. I, I mean, I'm serious. Josh may be able to, you know, sell that team name to to somebody in the bottom half of the league for some fab or, or a bench player or something. Yeah. Um, and, and then <laughs> Riley, Riley's team, you know, man, Josh Allen is just so good. And that is just such an advantage every week um, for Riley's team. So uh, props to Riley for, um, I believe he kept Josh Allen, right? Yep. Yeah. So props there, um, Riley, for keeping Josh Allen. That's bit looked like a great move. Um, but uh, man, he, he's getting a little desperate. He had Robinson um, there, and uh, you know that that's pretty tough when you got to start two running backs from the same team. So um, I feel your pain, Riley. Um, and, uh, you know, hope that that gets a little better for you there. Yeah. And actually speaking of first round running backs, I mean, other than week one, Taylor really hasn't been, uh, much of a factor since, since week one. So we'll see what, what, what happens there. Um, the next matchup was no, the other Pierce versus Cooper Trooper. Um, and yeah. You know, every time I every time I look at the matchups and I look at Jeff's roster, I'm always just like I'm, I'm really surprised at how he's been kind of sliding down the standings. I mean, he he's a team that um, looked to me at the beginning just like on paper, um, like a team with a lot of potential to rack up really high scores like every week. Um, so I, I I know it's kind of been interesting that. Cook and Jefferson haven't been quite as consistent as usual, and and Tyreek was was injured, um, and now he's got the third string quarterback throwing to him. But, uh, um, but I think you know this is a team that will always be like when you look at it, if they're your opponent, it's a little, a little scary. Yeah, Jeff had the highest score in a loss. He didn't get the median win but he did have the highest score in a loss um so you're absolutely right and and phil's team i mean nine and one uh they are just looking unstoppable and unfortunately you know it, it looks like his team's getting better uh kyler murray is getting <clears throat> deandre hopkins back um i don't believe it's next sunday and um, so that's only going to make Murray better. And uh, uh, Chris Godwin has is come is back and, you know, seems like he's getting back on track to him, you know. Um, and then Ramondi Stevenson, Damian Harris is out. I don't know for how long, but all of a sudden Stevenson, you know, vaulted into the top 10, 15 running backs. And so that's the scary thing is that, uh, you know, Phil doesn't seem to show any signs of slowing down. So uh, we'll see if anybody can catch him. Yeah, woulda, shoulda, coulda not dropped Ramonde Stevenson. Yeah, uh, so the next matchup we have is uh, Herbert Them Apples versus X Factor, and all I can say is Them Apples sucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although maybe maybe Walker will turn to the stud and be the shot in the arm that I need to uh, um, rally and turn things around but we'll have to yeah. see because you know the power rankings if you look at the power rankings they still have me as like number two or three on the looking, app 
and you know, in fairness, this this nine point three nine projected for Ricky, one hundred nine point four four projected for you. Uh, um, so a good match of your team really underperformed. Um, yeah, I, I got the underachiever award of the week. Yeah, and Heinz getting you know concussed on like the first drive that that's not going to happen normally. Jonathan Taylor, of course, has not lived up to expectations, and um, you know so I, I do think there's hope for your team. Kenneth Walker, I mean, great job. I mean, you drafted him, right? Yeah, it was mostly for a keeper for next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. <clears throat> we all knew Rashad Penny wasn't going to stay healthy. And, you know, all the podcasts I was listening to, he was the number one pickup of the week, but uh, not available in our league, uh, which is pretty common uh, when I listen to those things. So um, there's, there's some hope there for you for sure. Um, And Ricky's team, man, good he's my ride or die if you remember and he was uh, not making me proud there at the beginning of the season and he he has really really come on strong and uh you know second place uh with the second most points scored in the league so uh i'm ricky's making me look good yeah um all right the fifth matchup was our Stanley bread versus uh stunted rim froze um, you know, I really think this could be the turning point for Curtis's team. I mean, uh, you've got Kamara actually scored, you know, Mahomes, um, Jacob looks like he's going to be a stud this year. I mean, he got the second highest score of the week and that even is including a zero from, from Higgins. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can totally expect 30 points out of Gabe Davis. Um, I've heard, you know, he's in the new Mike Williams kind of, a, um, mm. you know, he can he can get you thirty uh, thirty points in a week, but he can also get you five. Um, but uh, you know, because that's one hundred and seventy one yards and two TDs, but only on six targets with only three receptions. So, um, so we'll see. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I think you know, and if he had, <laughs> he's got Taysom Hill sitting there on his bench. Um, too bad he already has Mark Andrews. I know. So. I'm curious what he's. I'm curious what he's going to do with Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill's a hot commodity right now. Tight end is such a wasteland, and he's got Mark Andrews, so there's no way he's starting Taysom Hill unless he's going to flex him. Um, and maybe maybe he's going to over Garrett Wilson. Maybe he'll flex him, but I'm curious if he's going to try to flip him to somebody who's desperate for a tight end. But, um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think this might be the turning point for Stud and Renfro because our big question was running backs. And, um, you know, Kamara's looked great. And Josh Jacobs, I mean, I don't know if it's the Josh McDaniels offense or if it's a prove-it year contract thing, but Josh Jacobs has looked great. And he's running good. He's getting the carries. And so, um, you know, that that was Curtis's uh, – uh, yeah, that was Curtis's weak spot, and that's turning into a strength. And so um, – you know, I, I think his his team's doing real good there. Uh, uh, my team and uh, man, Toby and I were lamenting a little in the chat there, but the quarterback situation, quarterback and uh, been bad. Um, trying to find a usable quarterback each week, and that's been a real disadvantage. <clears throat> and um, 
So, man, I'm just hoping that I'm going to be able to figure that out. Um, and I still, you know, I, I haven't given up yet. I still got hope. Um, I still like, you know, a lot of my players, but I really need them to start. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm going to dub your teams the all IR teams. Uh, you, it seems like uh, every year you kind of seem to uh, get a lot of a lot of injuries and people ending up on the IR. So maybe I'll have yeah. a little better luck as the season <laughs> Not, progresses. I was thinking about it uh, last year. I had Raheem Mostert. He got hurt first game of the season out for the season this year i go mitchell he gets hurt first game of the season and so i think i've learned my lesson to never draft a 49ers running back ever 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 again um so yeah my my team was starting to look pretty pretty sparse there um with with three guys on ir obviously i was able to trade one um but uh yeah what are you gonna do well we'll we'll see um, and the last matchup we'll talk about is, uh, um, hold on, hyster, his, hysteresis loops versus um, get swifty. Now, I'll, I'll actually I'll break in with the mailbag here. Um, so um, after after repeated repeated requests, uh, we finally got an email from Mike. So I believe that's hysteresis loop. If you know, who knows how to read those, you know, those like the official pronunciation symbols and stuff. Like, does anyone actually know how to read those things yeah. with like the upside down E and the all that stuff? Anyway, so he says in structural engineering, yeah. the hysteresis loop measures energy dissipation and resilience of a building system during an earthquake. It was the first thing that came to my mind, but we can say that it alludes to my team's ability to bend and not break, which I think is is actually kind of an apt description um you know i mean let's see he, he's kind of stumbled lately five and five but like his team seems to after we were kind of joking about some of the players that kind of got added as as we auto draft as he auto drafted for a little <laughs> while um you know his roster was looking a little a little uh Bear, but I mean, Chubb has been a great pickup, and uh, and then you know he seems it was a close matchup. It wasn't that close, but still, like um, he seems to be finding some ways to win and eke out some some matchups here and there. I mean, not this week, but uh, but um, you know, I think I think with Chubb in there, he always got a, he always has a chance. All right, if, if you hear the word little edit there, it's because we were having some issues. Uh, apparently, the Wi-Fi here at, at the uh, marvelous hilton garden inn in uh, richmond is not um cannot handle the, the stream here so anyway i was talking about uh mike's team and you know the the definition he gives i think worked pretty well it um you know he's been able to kind of squeak out some victories it hasn't worked this week but you know i, I think um even though he didn't. He maybe didn't get some of the strongest players, having to auto draft a little bit during uh, the draft. Um, he still has a quality piece in Chubb, and I think he has that ability to score enough where um, you know he's in it any week. Yeah, 
<clears throat> I was surprised to see Mike not start Devontae Smith after his big trade. Yeah, I mean, I think it ended up working out for him a little bit that way, or not. Let's see. No, he had no, a couple no. five-pointers from no. CEH. And... Yeah, actually, it would have helped. He outscored maybe, all of Maybe not pull out the win, but would have helped a little. Yep. All right, so that was the weekly... Uh, the matchup review. We did have a couple. We had a couple more trades go down. Um, so speaking of Devonte Smith, we had uh, Melvin Gordon uh, for Devonte Smith. That was a uh, Melvin Gordon going to Jeff's team and Devonte Smith going to Mike's team. Um, so, what do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, first off, Mike obviously that was a guy in high demand um, <clears throat> because I offered a trade for um melvin gordon so um i'm curious if mike got other offers as well but um seemed like a good move um for everybody uh we'll see if Devonte smith works out you know i'm not i'm not 100 sure i kind of think he might have been able to get a little more um but so far melvin gordon hasn't really done anything with his carries uh on the sole job so i think the verdict is still out on this one um, but obviously a good trade uh, for Mike as he, you know, had several other running backs who were, we'll, we'll see how it ends up panning out in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I actually think that maybe Devontae Smith is the better end of this trade. But again, it it, it kind of depends. We'll, we'll see what happens with, with Melvin and if he can carve out that lead role or if, you know, he's just going to share with Mike Boone and Latavius Murray. Yeah, and Devontae Smith has the potential keeper value if he ends up you know, pulling it together and having a good year. Whereas Gordon really doesn't have any keeper value. True. And then the other trade is uh, Eli or Elijah Mitchell for Miles Sanders. So you picked up Miles Sanders, uh, sent Elijah Mitchell to to Toby. Um, I, 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 th- I think it's a good trade. Um, you know, Mitchell, we'll see how, how he does coming back. And, you know, that's, an injury last year, injury this year. You know, we'll see. Will Shanahan, uh, you know, the term, the uh, Shahananigans that he pulls and see, uh, you know, is he just going to maybe still ride with the with the hot hand or will, will Mitchell come back and kind of go back to that RB1 slot? I don't know. Um, I mean, Sanders is having a good year. Um, I don't think they picked up his options. So, you know, he's probably playing for a contract, but... Um, he's definitely been a pretty good, pretty big steal. And if he re-signs or finds himself somewhere else, I think he was only drafted for what seven dollars. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think you got some good potential keeper value there as well. Yeah, I was, <clears throat> I was happy with this trade. Thought it worked out for both of us. Toby obviously had the the pickup of the year, picking up Jeff Wilson Jr. right before Eli, Elijah Mitchell got hurt. And, uh, you know, Mitchell's supposed to be back here anytime in the next few weeks. And so that kind of solidifies that Toby's going to have the 49ers running back, um, whoever it ends up being. But uh, and I couldn't wait for Mitchell to come back. Um, I do like Mitchell a lot more than Miles Sanders, but um, I, I need I need to at least to go one and one, ideally two and oh, this this week to to stay in it. And so I needed somebody to start this week and. Uh, so I, I hope this trade will work out for both of us and uh, glad that we were able to get it done, Toby. All right. And finally, uh, last, we have the mailbag. Um, 
so yeah, we've got um, kind of a full mailbag this week. Yeah, this is our biggest mailbag week by far. So, well, there are a few you don't even know about coming. So, hold on to your your hat here. Uh, so, the first one's from from Ricky. Earlier this year, Leonard Fournette tweeted an apology to his fantasy owners and said TDs were on the way. Jalen Hurts also tweeted in the beginning of the year a cringy Hurts donut message after a dominant performance. How do you feel about your fantasy players tweeting? I appreciate the ones about fantasy football, but the arrogant ones make me or think maybe there makes me think maybe their head is in the right place. Do your players tweet? Keep up the great work. Well, I could say I don't know if any of my players tweet. Um, I don't really do much on on Twitter. Uh, the one thing I've heard, though, is that, um, you know, sometimes social media players at halftime, they get the locker room, the coaches huddle up for a minute to kind of figure out their game plan. And the players jump on their phones and start looking at, uh, you know, what people are saying about them and about the game. And, and I, you know, I've heard some of them, depending on how, you know, thin skin they are or whatever, or how much they care about what people say about them, you know, that it can affect them. And they go out and they're, they've got these thoughts in their head the second half about, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to prove this person wrong. This, these people are saying I'm I, I'm, I'm you know, not playing well this week or today. Um, so it, it, it's just kind of, I, I think it's, it's, it's the, uh, it's the, it's the age that we're in now. Yeah. It's crazy to me that a coach would let their players, you know, check social media at halftime, but I'm sure that is happening. And uh, I also don't know if any of my players tweet. Um, I do know Stefan Diggs plays, uh, uh, Fortnite with uh, Josh Allen together. I do know that's like their their thing that they do together. Um, but uh, and Ricky, I do know that your your man Austin Eckler. He's a big fantasy football fan and a big uh, tweeter. So um, I'm I'm with you, Ricky. I I don't mind when they tweet about tweet about fantasy football. Um, the the silly stuff though, definitely I could do it without personally. Um, it's funny just to remember that these are just, I mean, people too, you know, they, they, they want to know what other people think about them. They want to be popular. They want to be liked and, you know, they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, but they're still, you know, not that different from us. So, uh, great, great mailbag, Ricky. We appreciate you sending in. And now we have, a. there's another, uh, we got another email, uh, from, from a Mr. Unlimited. Oh, let me just, I, don't, let, I haven't yeah. seen this one. Yeah, let me just read it to you. So, uh, I heard you talking about me in your group chat this week. It's nice to see that I have a few defenders in the group. But for the rest of you, please remember, I'm a person just like you. Sure, I live my life like a walking PR firm, coming up with amazingly awesome catchphrases and carefully crafting my public persona. Hey, did I mention that I spent 19 to 20 hours per day rehabbing my injured thumb last season? That's how much I care about this game. So please cut me some slack, and I promise better fantasy performances to come. I'm practicing 25 hours a day. Let's ride. Trademark Russell Wilson, 2022. <laughs> oh, Mr. Unlimited, thank you for sending in your comments. Uh, glad you're a friend of the podcast. Uh, it's always nice to hear that we've got our fans out there. And yeah, there there was definitely you know some chatter about you. Uh, you've had some poor performances, to be frank. And, uh, you know, although I'm a personal fan, 
uh, as an owner, I have not been happy. Um, and unfortunately, I can tell you that uh, you are in my uh, waiver run tomorrow as one of the players that I will drop if I pick up a certain player. So um, I hope there are better days ahead for you, Mr. Unlimited. And uh, I, I look forward to, you know, picking you back up here in the future once you've turned things around. Great. And then we have one more. This is, this is from a member of the league. Um, let me just read it for you here. Cooper Trooper here. I'm just wondering if any of you other sad sacks are going to give me a challenge this season. <laughs> are you not paying attention to football, or are you just all that bad? Hey, we all have access to the same information. I'm no different than you. We all put our pants on one at a time, but I guess when I do it, I win fantasy football games. So I'm going to need the rest of you to step up, or else, Ricky, you might as well just send me the money now. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious phil i wish i could refute that but i can't um you are very handily dominating this league and making us all look silly um most points points scored and uh nine and one record i don't even know what your one loss was uh was that when he played like the highest score of the week must have been yeah, he played X Factor um, that week. So, um, yeah, I wish I could refute that, Phil, but uh, I can't. <clears throat> and, and just in case any of you couldn't tell, that that really wasn't from Phil, but just just so you know. <laughs> I can't imagine Phil taking the time to send that. Uh... <laughs> but it'd be awesome if that really was from him. <laughs> We need more trash talk in this league sometimes. Yeah, I did think it was funny that Phil mentioned that he's 0-5 in his other league that he's in. And so that's it for the mailbag. Um, I guess um, it's time for to wrap things up and just do our, our pick of the week. I don't even remember I, what my record is on the pick of the week. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we need to go back and, and codify that here. Um, I'm trying to remember who my pick of the week was. I think I picked, did I pick Pikachu over Josh? I think you did. Yeah, that didn't turn out well, so sorry to curse you there, Riley. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking here. Um, like you know, say, a lot of low projected scores, but I think that's because there's some empty slots in rosters. Like if you look yeah. at, if you look like Toby doesn't have a quarterback right now, so that 79.7 mm -hmm. projection isn't accurate. Yeah. Although I wish it was because I'm playing him. I know that would be really nice. Um, I'm interested. You know, uh, right now Jeff has the highest projection for the week at 111. Um, so that that's going to be an interesting matchup there um against mike so uh we'll see if he can turn it around i think the the one that i'm most interested in is um to see what's going to happen with josh and curtis two teams that are on the rebound and um right now projected to be a pretty close matchup curtis has one guy out so he'll slot somebody in there um so i'm interested to see who's there um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Josh to uh, put Curtis, uh, you know, back in the bottom of the league um, with me uh, for my pick. Well, for me, I think I'd have to go with X Factor over your team, Brandon. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, hey, either way, 
either way you win because if, if you win you win but if Ricky's team wins then your ride or die team still wins again so yeah it's, it's a yeah, win-win yeah. for you that that's gonna be a tough one um and it doesn't look like Ricky has anybody out on by um so yeah that's uh that's just what i needed was to play the second best team in the league this week i really needed to play uh somebody who was struggling so um thanks a lot uh john all right and that'll do it for this week's podcast hopefully there'll be one next week so until then wishing you all good luck all right have a great week everybody